Hello, and welcome to a preseason edition of Talking Jacks. Just wanted to jump on and kind of give an update on what we're looking at for the 2020 season. Uh, a few changes, a few things staying the same, but um, some things to be excited about, I would I would say. It's uh, definitely going to be different, but maybe different is good. We'll, we'll definitely find out here soon rather than later. But um, yeah, we do got a few players returning. Um, I think it's about eight in total. Um, but those are going to be uh, Enzo Martinez, Brandon Miller, Joel Johnson, Hugh Roberts, Valentin Sabea, Jake Arman, Clay Dimmick, and Kevon George will be the uh, returning players that we got coming back um, from last year. A lot of players not returning, um, which I'll test based on towards the end of the show. Uh, a few notable ones. Um, and maybe some not as surprising ones, but, uh, yeah, we do have some, some new players to get excited about as well. Um, some proven talent and some, some players are just kind of to see what they bring to the table. Uh, A lot of different things coming in. Um, first and foremost, we got, uh, Brune Allergene Jr. E2. I probably messed up his first name, um, but he goes by Jr. So that's good. But he's uh, coming to us by way of, I think he was in the second tier uh, with A.S. Beziers um, in France. Um, he, he used to, He's played in uh, French leagues here and there. Uh, I think they're technically in the third tier now. Um, he may have been on the team that got relegated. Um, it's kind of hard to find stuff like that with... with uh, fringe second, third tier uh, division French clubs. But uh, yeah, he's a defensive holding midfielder. Um, from what I saw in the, the one preseason game that I've been to against NCFC, uh, he was alongside Kivon in the midfield. Um, didn't see a ton from him in that preseason game. Um, but it looks like, like I said, he'll be kind of a defensive holding midfielder. Um, Maybe not as defensive as Kivon, of course, um, but probably moving forward more than he would have. Um, had a little bit of pace, um, but I believe he played with in either non-league or like fourth or fifth division French leagues for a number of years, and he's kind of moved his way up uh, the tiers there. So it's a it's an interesting signing. Um, I'll be curious to see what he brings to the table because there's not a ton of video out there. Um, but he also has, I think he got his first cap for the Republic of Congo last year or a few years ago. Um, so he's at international as well. Uh, next in line, we got Oscar Ramsey, uh, who is from down under, I believe. I think he's Australian technically, but he uh, played his college ball for Hofstra and uh, also played in the uh, formerly PDL League Two now, uh, Lionsbridge. Um this past season had a banger of a goal um, that oddly enough, uh, me, Alex and uh, Chris saw in person uh, against uh, North Carolina fusion, um, which I don't know if it was against Casey Penland, but that's a, a nice little segue. Uh, well, let me clarify what Oscar Ramsey does. He's, I think he's more of a center mid. Um, I want to say he's going to be reserved for Enzo, um, I don't think he's more defensive. I think he's more of an attacking mid, um, but he's a midfielder. I know that for a fact. 
but the segue that I segued away from was that uh, our next signing, uh, who is another rookie, is going to be Casey Penland. He's a, uh, a center back, uh, one of two center backs we have on the roster. Of course, Hugh being the other one. But uh, he played his college ball at UNC Greensboro um, and also played for the NC Fusion. Um, so, yeah, he's uh, got a pretty good pedigree. It looks like he, uh, I think it was sophomore year of college, had uh, transitioned away from basketball. So he's still pretty fresh in, in soccer. Um, a raw talent, I guess you could say. But, uh, yeah, I'll be curious to see what he does. I think in the preseason game that I did see him play against NCFC, um, still got a lot to learn. Uh, I'll say that. Um, but we, I would say, I don't want to say this is a knock on him, but I think it'd be, uh, preferred that we be another center back on the roster. Uh, in general, we're going to need at least a few more, uh, just to fill some bodies and have some depth. Um, and if nothing else, have some competition to kind of raise the level there at the center back position. Um, next up was a signing that, it's probably our, yeah, it's our biggest signing of the offseason, I'd say. Um, maybe one of the bigger signings of the offseason in USL. Uh, it's going to be Dane Kelly, uh, striker extraordinaire, um, fox in the box, whatever you want to call him. The only person who has scored more goals in USL Championship than Jorge Herrera himself. Uh, yeah, Dane Kelly. Uh, he's, I think he's at like 72, 73 all time goals in USL. Um, kind of been a mainstay. He's, he's kind of played all over the place, to be honest with you. Um, used to play with Charleston Battery, of course, years ago. Most recently played with Reno 1868. No, no, no. Sorry. He played with them years ago. But he did win the uh, uh, the Golden Boot that year when he played with Reno 1868. Uh, this past year, though, he did play with Indy 11, um, where he scored 10 goals and then four assists. Um, from what it sounded like, uh, just looking at Twitter things and talking with uh, Brian of No Mean Soccer um, and Richard Wayne Rainwater. Don't want to forget him too, but he kind of sounded like he was not the odd man out, but maybe wasn't in favor with the coach. Um, but I'm I'm excited. I think he he provides um, Jeffries and Enzo and the whole team with a a proven gold scoring talent uh, from the get-go. And I know we've had strikers on the roster before. Uh, of course, we've had Brian Brown in the past. Um, but we haven't really ever started a season um, from the get-go in preseason um, had a proven goal scoring striker like this. So that's what makes me really excited about it. And the fact that we just were able to land a, a striker of his quality, I think is... Um, Reason to be excited for this season, if nothing else. Um, next up, uh, we have a left back, uh, Duke LaCroix. I think I'm saying his last name right. I don't know, but we'll find out hopefully soon enough. Um, but he, like I said, he's a left back. Uh, the way I've heard him described and, and kind of seen his play, um, he's kind of like Joel in a lot of ways. He's a attacking Fullback, um, modern day fullback, I guess the pundits would say. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he played his college ball at uh, the University of Pennsylvania. So he's probably pretty smart. Um, and most recently played for Reno 1868. 
Uh, he's only played in the Western Conference in USL. Um, years past, he did play with Indy 11, but that was when they were in the NASL or NASL. Um, but yeah, he's a pacey guy. And uh, there's a goal out there that you can find. He scored against a curling goal. Um, he scored against Cody Mizell uh, last year in the Western Conference. Of course, he's playing for New Mexico now. But he's an exciting player. I think he's... The, the pieces we have, um, along with him especially, and Joel coming back, uh, make me really excited for our attack. Um, but last year, just for reference's sake, he had three goals, six assists. So more of a provider than a goal scorer. Um, but another player to be excited about as far as I'm concerned. Uh, next in line is, a, I guess you could say, a familiar face. Um, for the region, uh, more or less, but Austin Pack we got as a, uh, I would probably say a backup keeper behind Brandon. But uh, in years past, he's played for the the Pittsburgh Riverhounds, uh, also T two. I think he even played for uh, Puerto Rico Islanders in the in NASL as well. But uh, his local connection is with UNC Charlotte, uh, where he played his college ball, and he's twenty five year old keeper, so. Uh, probably a good option to either maybe rotate keepers, which we haven't seen a whole lot from Jeffries, but if nothing else, gives uh, Brandon Miller some a uh, some competition uh, and and a reason to uh, not light a fire under him, but to to earn his spot, I guess you could say, uh, which is always a good thing. And I think a lot of times it's best to have multiple keepers in in USL just just because there's, there's so much talent out there, I feel. But uh, yeah, the last signing we've got is, again, a familiar face. Uh, he played with us 2018, I think, and part of 2018. But he was on loan from us uh, from El Paso um, for a few games. I think he played less than 10, maybe a handful tops. Um, but I think he had a two, goal or two. He's a... Uh, He's a left winger, left or right winger. I always forget, but he's, I believe, a left winger. Uh, but he's another pacey guy that I think can really add to our attack. He, uh, I really liked him when he played for us, honestly. I didn't really want to see him go back to El Paso. Um, it's a curious situation with him last year in El Paso from talking with uh, the guys over with, uh, Seriously Loco, which is a uh, El Paso locomotive podcast, uh, fan podcast, very similar to Talking Jacks. Um, he said that he seemed to just kind of lose favor with the coach. Um, didn't maybe necessarily fit in the system very well. Um, I think he he only had a few goals for them last year and ended up getting traded midseason to uh, OKC Energy. So I think this is probably a pretty good opportunity to, opportunity for him to kind of prove himself again, which is, I think, going to be exciting. Um, in total, it brings us up to 15 players on the roster. So at this point of recording on February 22nd, we definitely have some some uh, room to uh, fill out the roster and, and get some depth pieces. I know we've been having... Uh, some academy players from Independence SC uh, playing with us in the preseason. 
you have to maybe wonder if we could get some of those guys as a academy contract, similar to when we had uh, Daniel Steedman on the roster um, a few years back. Um, but that would obviously be a uh, probably a latch stitched effort to fill out the roster because I, I don't exactly know how those work, but I know there's a certain point where they can't play or they can't play in a, a certain amount of games. Um, but regardless, we definitely got some some room for improvements um, and definitely some some holes to fill in here and there. Like I said, I think center back is going to be the biggest position that we need to round out. Um, our attack looks really good, all things considered. Um, I'll be really curious to see how uh, Junior E2 fills in with the roster. Um, I would probably assume he's he's more or less going to be slotted in as a a starter pretty consistently um but yeah i'm excited it, it's going to be interesting there's a, a few things i did notice just looking at the roster um it, it's kind of a younger roster compared to previous years or maybe just comparing it to last year um the oldest players we got are going to be brandon kivon enzo and dane uh brandon and kivon are 30 years old and uh Dane and Enzo are 29, um, which I was looking at. And it brings us to about like an average age of like 25 and a half, 25 and three quarters almost. Um, so it's definitely a younger roster, which will be really interesting, I think. Um, a lot of pace on the pitch, I think, as well. Um, and I think probably the biggest thing that makes me excited, I mean, you can you can look at the fact that we're returning a lot of players from – a team that didn't make the playoffs and kind of, I mean, it took them three quarters of the season to win an away game and, and things of that nature. But I think a lot of the players that we're bringing back are, are pretty solid players. I feel like, I, I mean, all honestly, I, I wouldn't mind bringing back maybe the likes of Aaron Mond or Mansale or a few pieces from last year, just to kind of fill out the roster. Um, but I think a lot of the players we do have coming back. I mean, Enzo specifically, I think, I think he always feels like this, this way when he doesn't necessarily bring home a trophy, um, that there's a lot left on the table to prove and to, um, kind of provide the fans and things like that. I mean, just to, to give a shout out to Hughes podcast, backyard footy, he just interviewed Enzo and really good podcast. Um, but yeah, you just talked about how just a lot, there's a lot to be proven. And if his ultimate goal is to make the playoffs, win out in the playoffs, get a championship. And if, if those goals aren't met, then he considers it a failure of a season in, in, in ways. So I think that's, I mean, there's, a, I think Joel's got a lot to prove too, um, to get back to that top tier outside back, right back form. Um, of course, coming back from an injury, so it'll be be curious to see how that ends up working out for him. But yeah, I mean, the kind of the, the elephant in the room as far as departures of players go, being Alex and, and Jorge, I think it's going to be such a different season, kind of like what I alluded to earlier at the start. I mean, we're going to be missing two of our players that we've had just about from the start. I know Jorge was our first ever signing. I mean, he's the mainstay of the team, all things considered. Um, 
yeah, it's going to be a different season. I mean, I'm excited for both of them. I think I don't exactly know what Alex is up to. I know he does a lot of coaching on the side, so I, I think he's kind of leaning into that um, role or uh, I guess transition in life. So, yeah, and then Jorge as uh, Queen City Football Chronicle. Uh, Ashley Mahoney, of course, broke the news that Jorge's going to be getting a job with MLS Charlotte, which I think is really exciting for him. Um, the fact that he's going to be able to transition his life, not seamlessly, but uh, directly into another avenue to give back in soccer, I think is is really exciting for... It's both... It's awesome that he's able to do that, quite frankly, that he's not he doesn't have to uproot his life. Um, of course, he's been here for, I think he's played for like 20 years in Charlotte or almost two decades he's, he's been in Charlotte. So it's really cool that he's able to do that and give back to the community of Charlotte and, and kind of give back what he's been given in, in a lot of ways. And he's going to be able to impact the community through soccer on a grand scale with, with MLS Charlotte. So, and I think that says a lot about what MLS Charlotte wants to do as far as their intentions with it, um, to bring in a player like him or a person really, I mean, completely aside from being an excellent player, he's an excellent human being. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of wraps up the, this really short, probably awkward preseason update. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things to be positive about. Um, a lot of things to be excited about this season. It's still some things, like I said, to fill in the gaps. Um, but yeah, I'm as, I'm as optimistic as ever. And until that changes, we'll, until the, the season starts, we, I don't know, I'm rambling now, but We'll see what happens. I'm excited to get the season going and get out there to the sportsplex for one last year. Um, I think that kind of does it for this episode. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. And this has been a really weird Talking Jacks preseason recap. Thanks.